0: How's everyone doing? Oh, that's good. Welcome <laughs> back. There it is. We have the sound of a toilet <laughs> That's flush. his
1: best take in six months, folks.
0: That's about how this episode is going to go. Just <laughs> here, flush down the toilet. Oh, that really was his
2: best take, Bill. Four
0: Fit Podcast coming at you.
3: <laughs>
0: what I miss? Uh, we well, the mic. Picked the up greatest slush opening the ever. You missed the greatest opening ever. I yes. was like, oh, here we go! I'm ready." Okay, we're recording, and it like cued me to to go, and all of a sudden we hear flush,
3: flush. <laughs> and oh, and Bill
0: goes, "That's the best take he's had in however many months." I'm not. Um, oh, all right. No intro. No intro music. <laughs> The tip uh, this week: no intro music. It, we're, we're, we're starting with the flush. I think it's going to sum up you know the overall uh, vibe of, the, of this episode. There's, I feel a lot of angst between the four of us well, maybe three of us right now. I'm, I'm sort of on the outside looking in with all of this.:: John, all this got some on, except, except there's one thing Bill and I were talking about earlier with the whole Ben Simmons thing.
3: Well, ne- well, Bill's the one who all, started all this afternoon about being all negative about every sports, right, sports thing. Be-
0: well, back. I mean, there's I'll really nothing them. to be positive about right now. I'll state him for the fans. Why? What's not to be positive about the Sixers? Well, well, the Sixers, it's too early to tell, but I'll tell you this. All okay. right. So,
3: why would you be
0: negative? I had a to about to tell. Ben Simmons over the weekend. Oh, boy. I was vacuuming my fucking living room, and I, <laughs> it came to me. It came to me. You know, it's like. I guess because I was cleaning house. So it made me realize that like the Sixers still have a little bit of house cleaning to do. And I think, you know, I was doing not only vacuuming, but I was doing laundry. And then it came to me that Ben Simmons could very quite possibly be the remaining dirty laundry of Brett Brown and that regime. Because I'll tell you what. When we need Ben Simmons to step up and take over a game when we have no Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. he might get a triple-double. But the triple-double is, what, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists? It's like the bare minimum of triple-doubles. That has no impact on the overall result. final result of the game or if we need someone to... S- to to stand uh to step up and take over the game i'd be much more impressed with a triple double of like 28 points instead of 10 points because i've just been doing a lot of it's just dawned on me that like okay he's he i think he's off to the fastest he got to 30 triple doubles like he's the third fastest player in nba history to do it or some stupid stat like that um but like all his triple doubles, a lot of them are, are hollow to me because when you need him to step up and win a fucking game, where is he? He's turning the ball over. He's fouling out in the third quarter or he's just plain old not showing up. I just think that like we need, you know, and I think the whole Bradley Beal talk, I don't know where that stands now. I haven't been in, I haven't been in rumorville lately. With Sixers trades, but I feel like you know, Maury put up Ben Simmons for a reason, and I don't think that's going away. And I think it's the right move.
3: He was as good I, as gone. I mean, he was his agent was uh, was told, and so is Matisse Thibel's agent to expect a trade tonight. Yeah, he was as good as gone. If it wasn't for uh, our good friend uh, 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 for Tillman, Fertitta. and you would
0: think you would think after that. You think you would think he would he would show up the next couple games and be like, I'll show you why you shouldn't trade me. I'll show you why d- 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 you, that was a big fucking mistake. Mm. And what does he do? He fouls out in the third quarter of the very next game.
3: Well, as long, as long as those game checks coming in.
0: Oh, yeah. Get a couple more Lambos. But, hey, I think the next game he he got a triple-double, which was like the most hollow triple-double you could get. It was like 10 points. Like I just said, it was like – it was like – it was not, it was, it, it doesn't make an impact. Well, I, I don't know. Saying. I could be totally wrong on it.
1: Well, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're, I, I would maybe, I would maybe phrase the way I view it a little differently. I, I agree with you about 80%. I think, and I, and I don't think you don't mean it's not an impact. I, I think it's not as impactful as other triple doubles are, but reality is, is the assists matter because, you know, that's a big part of the game. He's our facilitator at the end of the day. A yeah. But the problem is, is. Yeah,
0: but when we need someone to, to take over able. a game, like, stop fucking giving up the ball. Well, that's take just, the I game. He'll move.
1: never, he'll never, he'll never. And the, that's just the reality. It's, it's, he'll, if, if he gets to the point where he can hit a little jumper, maybe that'll be his game eventually. But I mean, it's, it's trying to put a square peg into a round hole with him. And, and to go to the Maury trade thing, I think we need to be, I'm gonna stay uh, I want to say careful. I do want to say careful on two fronts. One, he was offered in the trade because James Harden was potentially available, which he's an easily a top three NBA player. So I still do think Maureen Doc Rivers covered Ben because he's still our, our best facilitator and our best on-the-ball defender. He's probably the
0: number two scorer in the league behind Kevin Durant.
1: Exactly. Because so Kevin that's why Ben was available for trade, 100%. I think the reality is, though, too, is I don't know – I think Sixers fans need to be prepared that whether it's this year or next year or two years, we probably will trade Ben Simmons, but he's not going to have the return we think we're going to get, is, is, is what we need to brace, brace, brace ourselves for as fans. Like, I don't know if the Wizards would even take Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal, honestly.
3: Well, like, no, it's going more than that. I mean, you might that, just throw in yeah, Maxi. I
1: mean, but that would be the, the crux of the trade. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if the Bulls. What maybe would take Zach Levine for, for Ben because Zach's kind of that second tier like Ben, but now you're swapping kind of lateral to where it, it to where like I think we need to either hope and pray Doc can get a little more out of Ben on the offensive end, just like he took Kiminiatic in three now he airballed them, which is a step in the right direction. But I think at this point, I would be shocked not that I don't want him to get traded for Beal, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think Washington wants to trade him and him and Russ wouldn't go together at all. I mean, they're the same player basically uh, both ball dominant guys who can't shoot. The problem is Russ does shoot and shouldn't Ben should shoot and won't. But um, I think, we're, I think we're going to have Ben on this team for the remainder of the year for sure. And I don't know if we, if we're going to get rid of him next year because I don't know what you can really get for him. And he well, stu- he also
0: he also eats up twenty one percent of our cap.
1: Well, that's the other thing too. Other team has to be willing to take that for a guy who doesn't score. So again, another bad contract to where, oh and that's well, where the frustration lies with the Sixers. When I made a comment that if there's a zero percent chance they beat the Nets, that, you know, there's a smidgen that I was a bit dramatic in that statement, a smidgen, but maybe there's a one percent chance, but.
3: That they don't, that they beat the net, that they don't beat the nets.
1: No, that they
0: could beat the nets.
3: They ah. could
0: if they bench Kyrie and James Harden gets like hurt or something.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Kyrie again, we all know how Kyrie is. I don't know how it's all going to work out and it's way too early to tell because the guy hasn't even played. Well, I guess we'll find out this week. I think it's Thursday where he's, he's slated to come back. But I mean,
0: they're a small team. They're a really small team.
1: They are, but well, and
0: they but, can and, they don't, and then who's going to play defense for them?
1: What did they do to the Bucks huh. last night? They just scored a lot of points, and that's what you're going to have to do against the Nets: score a lot of fucking. Right, points. but I
3: think the I think the Kyrie Irving puzzle piece is going to be interesting. No, the it ball, is. there's
1: only one ball. Alpha male, because that's what I was reading, and I hear being up north a lot. Kyrie, or what are you going to take
3: the ball out of James Harden's hands? He's not going to run point. The
1: KD, Kyrie, dynamic. Kyrie is the alpha male, like Kevin, very submissive. Yeah, but, you're not gonna have to worry yeah, about
0: yeah. Kevin Durant because he dealt with that in you saw how he handled that. No, in Kevin Durant, I mean he,
1: he's he's the best player on the court except for when Le, Le, except for when LeBron's out there. So Kevin knows and he's comfortable in his abilities where you see it now when you watch him play. Like Kevin's gonna get 30 a night when he, he knows it. So he don't mind passing up the ball, playing hard. He still plays hard on defense. I love watching him play defense. And like he he's an underrated defender, Kevin Durant. But uh like he gets it. Like Kevin Durant knows how to play with superstars. James Harden is motivated this year because of all the shit in Houston. So he's going to learn how to play with Kevin Durant. And I think Kyrie is the X factor. If he goes nutso, that could throw a, throw, you know, throw, a, you know, throw a speed bump into it. But I think even if they push him away before the playoffs, KD and James Harden are good enough to get to the finals hands down and will – but well, the Lakers are so fucking good. It's ridiculous. Like the Lakers literally have to shit the bed for anybody to touch them in the finals. Maybe. I don't
3: understand how everyone already anoints them champions when, or, or Eastern conference shoe ins when their bench isn't that deep and that's only going to get them so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, like playoffs, you're big. And again, injuries matter. If, if KD and James Harden are healthy for the playoffs, The two best players in every series are gonna win that series, hands down. Like some series might go seven. I'm not trying to say they're gonna sweep everybody and we might take them seven if we meet them in the second round or the conference finals. And I don't know, you never know. A game seven, anybody can win. I just know I watched a lot of that Nets game last night and it made me sick watching how like good KD and James played in their second game together without any practice. They just I mean, they they put up like sixty five and seventy in two games without even fucking practicing. Like, well, it
3: also it helps like, when guys around like uh, Joe Harris was shooting well. You got to remember though, too, Bill. Like th- there are other guys, were in double
0: digits. Joe Harris he had like twenty shoot, points last Can shoot from the parking
1: lot. Yeah, exactly. So, and he'll continue to get open looks all day because you have to double team James or Kevin Durant. So they're both smart enough to know I'm doubled. Find the open man. And I'm telling you, the Bucks are one of the best defensive teams in the league. With the, I think with the Sixers, and they were playing rope a dope. With that ball and it's dropping buckets. I mean, dropping buckets. Giannis was flipping out because he didn't know what the fuck to do on uh, picking rolls with KD and Jay. Like, I'm telling you, and you guys hasn't even practiced or anything together. Like again, well,
0: I mean I know happened. it's been a number of years, but they were teammates. You're right. Fire. And that's
1: what it is. And they both talked about it after the game, how they they've matured and they have one goal in mind is to win. Like they've gotten paid, and they're both MVPs. James wants a chip. Kevin wants another one to prove that he can win one without Stephen Kite. That's well, that simple.
3: The the only thing again, I'll go back to is the bench because their bench is even even the Bucks bench last night scored a decent amount of points. You know, you got you got guys like Conanton off the bench, uh, Bobby Portis. I mean, I mean, you literally had like 15 points off the bench for the for the Nets, and that's fine if your top if your starters are going to play like you know, 40 minutes a game, 50 minutes a game. But that, that's going to be hard to do when the when playoff time comes around.
1: It's actually the opposite. It's what? easier to do in the playoffs because you get to play through more shit. You get less foul calls against you, so you don't get to manage your minutes more. Their age is an issue, but this is – I again, anything can happen, but
3: – And I, when I you're getting perfect. bodied by, uh, you know, a team definitely- like ours, which is going to be fairly big, I mean – I have, I have. Again, it goes back to the original comment. I have positivity. I have the same issues with Ben. Like I'm with you guys. He, you know, I, I thought he was as good as gone for Harden. Um, I would have welcomed it because he doesn't seem like he's getting any better. Right. But there is a whole part of the fan base that loved Ben, and like you said, Matt, like will argue that the the triple doubles are 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 beneficial and. You
0: know, oh, that's what I first thought too. And No, I thought so too. I was like, every like when they when when the fan base started bitching about him not taking a shot and everything like that, I I kept reminding myself, well, why would he? Why would he have to take a shot right now? He's he's averaging a triple do- pretty much averaging a triple double without you know a jump shot. So what's the rush? But. It's becoming more abundantly clear now as teams figure out how to defend the Sixers with him on the court because of the lack of the jump shot, and he has nothing he has no counter punch yeah. and then hes and then and then and then it becomes abundantly clear that we' he's being paid as a, a top tier number one caliber type player, a leader and we're not getting what we, what, what we expect from a leader. We're, we're not getting what we're getting from Joel Embiid. I mean, listen, we all have our little quips about Joel too, but um, when I can honestly say, when the going gets tough and we need someone to step up and take over a game and put us in a position to win, Joel Embiid has proven that he can do that. So, and Ben Simmons, I don't think he will ever be able to do that.
3: I don't and that's disagree. a problem. I, I, you know, I I was a strong proponent of getting rid of Joel because I think you could get, you can always get a big man, but on this team right now, like if you had a, a James Harden, like then I think you could get rid of like a, a like a a Joel, but at this point right now, he's your only, he's your only guy, and like that's a blatant, like shot too on like Tobias Harris. He don't forget he's getting paid a lot of money too. And when, when guys like Ben Simmons will step up, you think like the, f- the switch would flip with him and you'd be like, OK, if this guy isn't going to take over, it's my turn to take over. He I've, seen, the it, but I've
0: seen a different Tobias Harris, even in the, in the short serving, so- serving size that we've, that we've had this, uh, this season. Right. But I he's think- got to be the
3: guy. If, if Ben isn't going to be the guy when Joel's out, somebody else has got to do it. And it, it's not going to be as much as I like it to be Tyrese Maxey. It's not going to be him.
1: Well, it might, it might be the in like no two it, years. The way mm. this is constructed now, it is set up for Tobias Harris to be the number two scoring option on every half court set. Like that is a hundred percent fact. Tobias Harris is on a max $38 million a year contract. He is set up to take 25 shots a game and he is such a biznatch. That that fucking Memphis game. I watched him shit the bed after shit the fucking bed Turnover, three turnovers in the oh last. Oh my time.
3: goodness! Can we be professionals and turn our cell phones off here?
1: Sorry, I, I this is, I can't. to go, ahead. Bill?
0: Jesus, it's Flemington it's Ford. 70, maybe, but,
1: I don't know. Maybe it's Mark Stein. Whatever. It's, I,
0: I think it's Flemington Ford uh, issuing a a refund. I
1: don't know. Maybe I don't even know how to turn this off. I gotta. Uh, I don't know how to do that. There's, there's. Uh, seriously, bro. You just
3: hit the log out. Just hit the log out button. We'll call you later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting one. Wow.
3: Yeah, wow. I, I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm, no, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Toby, Toby has to be a twenty yeah, a night nice I mean, four, and he's just a, he's just not doing it. Like Memphis was his game to be like, and that's what I want to get. I wanted to get across, but I know I go on a little long winded. Memphis's game without Joel was more so Toby's opportunity to be. I'm the man when Joel's not here. Everyone says it needs to be Ben. Ben has proven he is not that guy. The stop with it. He's not gonna be that guy. Maybe he'll give us 20 or 25 randomly in a night, so be it. But Tobias Tobias. Harris Tobias Harris is supposed to be the 30 point game guy when Joel's not in. And he shrinks like a little biznatch when Joel's not in the game. And Tobias Harris is fucking sick.
3: Breaking news. Flyer scored.
1: What's the score? Two nothing. Yeah. All right, Go Flyers great. Oh, they're they're great. great! So it's yeah, great,
3: right. great. Negative, you're saying negative. What I mean, we're starting out the six got with the Grinch, of uh, Philadelphia. Oh, uh, th- great name, Bill or Matt. Great name. We should get a T-shirt Forfeit Fit Grinch. fucking wall. guy. If only we were in December.
0: Jeez. No, look, I'm hopeful for the six. I'm really. I. Oh, how many games are we in? Fifteen, 15 or so. Fourteen. What? How many? Fourteen. 14. I want to see where we're at at 20 games. And then you're gonna get it. I, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking there's gonna be there's oh man, 20. It's games. To
3: remember, shortened season by 10 games, okay? Yeah. No all-star game, but they still get an all-star break. And and again, they, they're coming off a shortened off season. So
0: and I mean, a weird and a weird and and there's been just been some weird weeks for the NBA right now with the whole COVID. safety protocol stuff going on. Yeah. It's it's hard to get in rhythm. And, and and speaking of that, like this team has not this offense has not been the same since Seth, Seth Curry went out. When mm-hmm. we had Seth Curry in there, this this team was humming. I mean, everyone. I don't know what it is. I I, I truly honestly believe he's. He's, he's the general on offense. It's not Ben Simmons.
3: Well, I mean, it goes back to what I, what I said eons of podcasts ago. You need a point guard. You need a floor general. You need a a Chris Paul type guy. I use that name a lot, but you need a guy who's going to be the quarterback your offense. And without a guy like Ben Simmons who, or James Harden, who would run a point position, you know, and, and would score points. I mean, if you take Ben Simmons out of that, he, he could bring the ball up, but he's, you know, OK, he's going to facilitate, but he's not going to score 20, 30 points a game. Nope. You know, and, and the only way the, the only positive outlook you can see is maybe Ben goes, OK, if I'm not going to or, or he's going to get coached up to the point where, OK, if he's not going to shoot threes or shoot anything, maybe he's going to become a lock, a bigger lockdown defender. And, you know, when they do play the Nets, he's the guy that's like flies on poop to Kevin Durant. That's you know, true. Like, that's the only thing I, I can at least hope for. with yeah, him because true. He's got he's got to change something, you know. And, and again, that's why I think it's so early to to make his judgment on it because, I, I mean, come on, we're 14 games in, new coach, a lot of new players. Let, let's let's give him a little bit of a
0: and not a and not, not a consistent and not a consistent lineup.
3: Yeah, and know? they're and they're playing like weird back to backs.
0: Yeah, that seven game that's seven that's or um the seven player game or whatever that was like. I
3: mean, they should be better than the eighth seed. I mean, let let's let's be let's play let's play that game. They should be better than an eighth seed. They should be top three in this. I mean, come on, we could we could argue.
0: Yeah, I mean, if 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 they finish sisters six, if they finish at the fifth seed, it's 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 a disappointing year.
3: Absolutely. I mean, we we can't we can't uh, count out. Our our hometown, our other hometown team, the Celtics. But you know,
0: yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's going to be interesting to watch this all develop up 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 uh, up the turnpike there in in Brooklyn.
3: Oh, it'll be it'll turn into a reality TV show if if Kyrie goes off the the deep end.
0: And you know he will.
3: Yeah, you know I know mean, he will. I, I could see them. And there was reports that the reason also why they went after James Harden was, if in fact something happens with Kevin Durant, they can still be a a, a a a big
0: market team. Well, in terms of him re-injuring his leg, or or, or just leaving,
3: you know, after his contracts up.
0: Right. Yeah. Because,
3: like, let's face it. Like, Brooklyn hasn't been, you know, a one of those teams since like their 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 old big three, which was an old an elderly big three, oh,
0: Um uh Garnett and Pierce and
3: and well, uh, I think they're still paying Darren Williams and Jesus those guys or Joe Johnson. Wow, <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, it'll be. I mean, you look at last night and you watched, if you watch the late game with the Lakers and the Warriors, like, you know, that, you know, if if Clay Thompson gets hurt, like doesn't get hurt that you know this nba season could be another golden state warrior championship team yeah but and, and a guy like wiggins is going to be on the move eventually once he comes back i think so we'll see
0: that's that's bill's boy
3: Fly, flyers are looking good six games in five games in right they're looking like a they're playing well yeah, I mean, I can't speak to the Phillies except I mean, you know, you, I hear I hear good things about JT Real Muto in the Twitterverse. Hopefully, oh and it, who they just they just picked up that relief pitcher. Yeah, There's a lot of hype around him, so that's positive. And then you got you got our which uh, we
0: desperately need,
3: desperately need. I will, I will storm, oh, and, I
0: will storm and this, just in. For, this, this just came over my cell phone. It looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to start interviewing the cheerleaders for head coaching spots. All right. How many guys are we going to interview for this fucking job? As many as we need to, Matt. As many as we need to. I, I,
3: I, I wholeheartedly disagree with the fact that... I heard Swoop bombed in his interview. I don't know. I'm sure you saw a text message earlier, but I I don't see why it's a bad thing. But
1: so we're going to hire uh, Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator from the Saints, that we're interviewing now tomorrow to make number 15. That's going to be one. That's our next coach. Okay. So McDaniel is the clear. That doesn't. That's not a bad thing though. But why waste my time? Like, what? Like, what are you doing? You're going to hire like. You're telling me Dennis Allen, and he's been a one coach one time. Like he's he's really gonna be your coach, okay? Like if if we're that if, if we if we're that unsure of this is literally the fifteenth guy we're interviewing. Like to me, that's just that means you don't know what you're looking for. It says it's not it it it, it leaves. I don't know if
3: that's what it means.
1: If, if these guys had literally have no chance of being your coach, is what I'm saying. Is all.
3: But but I mean, when they started the process, when when Doug this is the minute Doug Peterson got fired. The, the, the entire universe was like, oh, we're going to go after Eric bien He's the number one choice. It, it wasn't until like a week and a half later did even Josh McDaniel's name come out. So like it wasn't – it isn't this big surprise that they're going to talk to a bunch of different people. Jeffrey Lurie said that in the press conference. He literally said that. He said it, it, our process could take until February. We don't really care. We just want to find – the right guy for the job, and they're doing that. They're doing that. They're talking to everyone, and I don't see why that's a big, a, a big deal. I would like to talk to Todd Bowles. I'd like to talk to Deuce Staley. I'd like to talk to Eric Bieniemy. I'd like to talk to all these people, Josh McDaniels, just to see who would be your guys. What would be your emphasis on? What type of leader are you? To, to find out that you know we need the right coach for this for this time. flyer score again. By the way, three nothing. Empty netter. Um, goal is a goal, and and, f- and find the next the next leader of this team because right now this team isn't 2016 Eagles. This isn't 2017 Eagles. We have no and idea what this team is. E- exactly. We're going to get fucking castrated by cutting players and salary cap, and you know we have a we have a quarterback problem. So it's going to take a. Um, a creative person, a a um, a leader of men, obviously a creative person, uh, an out of box thinker, to and, and then a personality that can fit within our organization to sort of kickstart this. And I, I'm happy that they didn't just go and hire, you know, Eric Bienemy right off the call, get the the hottest name out there because we all know that that generally doesn't always work out. So and it probably won't be a guy that you you think it it should be it'll be some somebody else and it just goes back to when they hired Andy Reid and when they hired Doug Peterson it was the same thing it's like who is this guy until you know you find out you know 10 15 years later Andy Reed is a hall of fame coach and Doug Peterson was a super bowl winning coach so we were all wrong you know I don't know I just disagree that it's a it, it, it's It's not advantageous to talk to those people. I think you should talk to as many people as you possibly can because you know what they might not even know what they want. They might not even—that is legitimately possible. I know it's a joke that the Eagles might not even know what they want, and I think it's like speed dating, lack without the speed because they have time. The one problem
2: with that though is if you wait too long when you go fill out when when you go to fill
3: out the rest of your staff. You've got nobody. You, if, you if they were going to hire Josh McDaniels right now, he could fill out a staff perfectly fine. Yeah, you were going to hire Eric Bieniemy in February. He'd have no problem, no problem tapping in and finding a staff.
2: Yeah, but at that point in February, all the good defensive coordinators have jobs, so you're
3: going to have to get like a linebackers coach or a, or corners coach. Or, that's not true. They, you could always they always find out the fine guys from college that they were. They were, you know, for, you know, assistance with or guys that run, you know, this, that and the other thing. And other. there's always coaches out there. May they be the best guy for the job? I don't know. That's a great point. But still, like, it's not like they're going to run out of people and it's going to be like invincible for coaches. You know what I mean? I mean, like, who do you, are, are you guys like, is there someone that you guys are like, we need to hire them right now and we just haven't done it? I would, I would go get um, Joe Brady tomorrow.
2: Everything you read about that guy and what he's done at LSU and then what he did in his first year at Carolina, that's absolutely what this team needs.
3: I, I think that guy's way too young.
2: Everybody said McVeigh was
3: way too young, and he's had a pretty good career so far. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I heard on this podcast that Sean McVay's a, a, an idiot. He's, I mean, I think he's a little overrated, but I mean, over okay, overrated. He's I heard he, that on here. He's won a bunch of games. Okay.
2: He's he hasn't gotten
0: fired. I mean,
3: well. what's what's Joe Brady done in the NFL? He
2: made a drastic improvement to the to the um, the Panthers. I sent a text about it. I think he had two one thousand yard receivers and a eight hundred yard receiver this year with not a. I mean, look at their quarterback situation and he lost McCaffrey. So for him to run and come into an offense in his first year and almost get three guys into a thousand yards. When's the last time the Eagles have had a guy with a thousand yards? Probably what Deshaun's first or second year. Like I, and, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Sorry. I wouldn't turn my nose up at a guy that completely revitalized Carolina's passing
3: offense. Well, I mean, what I what I what I get confused about when we have these discussions is we bring up guys like Joe Brady, who one year with the Panthers, right? What was yeah. their record this year? I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. They were five and eleven. Okay, but they put so, up points. Okay, well, do we do we want a team that wants to put up points and go five and eleven, or do we want teams to compete compete get into the playoffs? compete for championships well i mean you 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 use these like you move the goalposts like
2: joe brady's job is not coaching defense joe brady's job is offense so if his team puts up 36 points and his defense which he has nothing to do with gets their doors kicked in that's not joe brady's fault oh so so this
3: season wasn't Doug peterson's fault then I never said Doug Peterson should have been fired. I'm not. I'm not saying you personally, Jesse. I'm just saying like we throw a lot of shit at Doug Peterson, and his defensive defensive uh, coach and uh, system gives up a lot of points. Yeah,
2: but like you, you can't say, oh well, you know what? What's Carolina's record? Like, I don't care what their record was. I only care about what their offense did because you're looking at Joe Brady just for his offense he was not the head coach he was not
3: the defensive coordinator he wasn't the linebackers that's, coach but that's why I disagree with you I you're, you I don't think you go in I don't think Joe Jeffrey Laurie and Harry Rosen are going in all right let me let me see your offensive scheme and that's it he, they want to know like literally you have 52 guys plus you know whatever you, and, and you're a head coach that's a so that's so much bigger of a of a leap from what you're doing currently like yeah, but that, that to me is a is a kind of mind fuck for a guy who's literally just calling plays in Carolina. Did do you think Doug
2: Peterson had a thing to do with the defense? And a, a single thing. I'm
3: sure he did. Doug That's even true. said he had nothing to do with it. It was it was Jim Schwartz's team. I'm sure I'm sure they collaborated on things. I mean, I I, again, if you – you could make the argument that, like, if you hired a guy like Todd Bowles, is he just only going to be – like, Sean McDermott, like, I don't think I, – I definitely think has uh, stepped his – toe or dubbed his toes in the offensive order, right? I mean, you're the head coach. I mean, like, it's not like you only like, – does Bill Belichick only worry about the defense? I'm pretty I mean, sure I see him on the sideline talking to Brady, talking to McDaniels, like – this whole idea that, like, head coaches that are offensive side or, or how about John Harbaugh? Does he only coach the special teams? You know what I mean? It's like I think yeah. you're looking for somebody, especially in the Eagles organization, that is so much more than just, you know, being pigeonholed as, like, an offensive or defense or a special teams guy.
2: Well, there's not enough hours in a day. Like, it, you, you look at a, co- a coach, a head coach. Belichick is more of a defensive guy. hmm So, and, but he has his philosophy on what he wants to do on offense. So there's his philosophy. And I think beyond that, he turns McDaniels loose to do whatever he wants to do. Now, if he sees something on the field that he doesn't like, he's going to say something about it, but for the most part, he just lets them do what he wants to do. Like you, you look at a, a college program like Alabama, Nick Saban doesn't give two shits about what the offense does. He wants his defense to murder people. And, you know, every once in a while, he'll be like, he'll get upset about a play or, or you know, have them change what they're doing, maybe to give the defense a, a, a blow. You know, if, if the offense is scoring too quick, maybe they go run the ball a little bit more. But for the most part, good coaches deal with what they're good at and they trust their coordinators to handle everything else.
3: I also think it's tough for a young guy like like the Joe Brady's of the world to to come up with the staff. Because their experience level, like, isn't really there. I mean, I, do you start? Do you start pulling your your old college coaches and 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 like assistants that you worked with? Like, su- he's super young, dude. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe. But to your point, maybe they go out and they do a they do a Jim Schwartz and they go and they get a Wade Phillips to 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 quarterback the defense. I don't know.
2: But here's or, here's the thing with like a guy like McDaniel's. While McDaniel's has, you know been in the league and has has you know connections and everything how many of those connections did he burn because don't forget he built a staff assembled a staff took a job and then quit the job two hours before the press conference and left that entire staff just twisting in the wind
3: yeah i don't know what so going happen with that how many
2: how, how many how many, how many guys and he got fired from his last job in two two years. So, like, how many dudes are going to be like, "All right, I'm pretty good here. I'm pretty happy here. I'd like that next shot. Do I really want to hitch my wagon to
3: that fucking guy?" Uh, but mm-hmm. you know what, though, if they hired him and they brought in a couple, like they brought in Patricia or Mayo as their defensive coordinator, I would, I would be, I would be swayed. I, I would feel, I would be very hesitant at first, but I'd be sweet for that. At least I know I'm getting a little bit of that. Uh, I hate to say it that uh, Patriot way.
2: Well, and then, I mean? you know, everybody, the, the thing that scares me the most about him is, you know, they, they point out, Oh, you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. It's like, yeah, he was the offensive coordinator on the team that had the greatest quarterback and, and head coach tandem in league history. When he left Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, his offense wasn't that good. I mean, at one point he, they lost what, 12, eight out of 12. And he wasn't very good on the Patriots without Tom Brady. So it's like, what do you, what do you judge him by? Do you judge him by what he did with the hall of fame guy? Or do you judge him when he had just average players and he put
3: up below average results? I feel, I get the point, I get the feeling now, like, he sort of interviewed, it was really long, they probably enjoyed it, but I don't know if, I think they walked away from it being like, I don't think this is the right fit. And I think that's why they're interviewing other people.
2: I mean, I would, I would have hoped that they would have interviewed Beanie, but I don't see that happening
3: after They, the- they, they did, they did a uh, Zoom, they, the NFL granted- Early Zoom calls before the, the this week's playoff games. Yeah, but I don't think the Eagles were one of them
2: with Beanie Biennium because Beanie's agent made a point of popping off on Twitter. You know, the Eagles are about to hire um, my. They're they're about to hire, um, and he didn't even use his name; just used his initials. And you know, we haven't been able to get Beanie one interview, and I, I believe it was like the the way he was. Putting it out there was was basically like there are a lot of unqualified coaches getting tons and tons and tons of interviews, and my my guy and a couple other guys that are like the that would fall under the, the the Rooney Rule guys aren't getting nearly the same amount of interviews.
3: That's and, uh, like I was looking for that. Yeah, that That's popped it. up
2: like yesterday. I think that he. He sent that tweet, so like when he sent that, like, yeah, a lot of things can change between now and then, but like if you're if you're Jeffrey Laurie and you see that that come across and you start hearing about that, the last thing you want is is the guy's fucking agent making noise before you even get him in the building for an
3: interview I know, but they it's it's not like I mean they they interviewed a bunch of guys, like it wasn't like they just did interview be enemy I mean they, no, I, they i i i know and i i mean I get what he was doing, you know he's gotta the enemy's agent has gotta be the advocate for his guy and and he's also in the playoffs so like i don't even i don't even understand like why an agent would be chirping like that like let let the guy focus on the playoffs and i and I get like he has an opportunity to be a head coach, but like isn't isn't job number one finish your job <laughs> do your job and finish it before you start you know. Calling other other guys while you're trying to game plan and, and trying to say, hey, do you want to be my defensive coordinator? It's like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of awkward, but I'm not in that position. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done it that way, but Bill and Matt are awfully quiet on this subject. So,
0: I guess it's okay. Gone. There's only, there's, they, he's only got one more week to worry about playoffs because Bill's mafia is coming for him. Oh, boy. Um, Bill's huh. mafia is coming for him. Shout out to, Teresa Silecki. Bills Mafia. I don't know. know who, I them.
3: don't know who Teresa is, and but we would love to throw her through a table.
1: <laughs> what's what's, what's yeah. the uh, zip code up there? What? What's the zip code up in
0: Buffalo? I have no idea. I just know it's cold as shit up there. But anyway, really, I think, it's, really I think it's the Bill's, bill, Huh? I think it's the Bills' year. I think they got that juice. I think they got it, and everything that's going on. You know, we saw what the what the Chiefs are going to have to endure coming out of this this week's game. You know, a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. You got two big question marks <clears throat> with uh, with Mahomes. You know, you got the the foot and his head. I just uh, I just think I think the Bills got it this year.
2: All right, And to me, it's so wild, like you look at what happened to Mahomes and,
0: and um, Lamar, in like back-to-back days, and it's just like, I think they put out a stat. With Mahomes, they've got a, the, the chiefs have a 61 percent chance of beating the bills. Without Mahomes, it drops to like 32. I mean if the Browns got I think even more than that. 13. The, I'm not a if, numbers guy, but If
2: the Browns got slightly better quarterback play, they beat the Chiefs in that game.
0: I mean, the Browns were right there. Yeah, they were right there. I think they had a piss poor penalty not go their way. That 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 was blatant helmet Helmet to helmet contact that should have been that should have been called you, you know instantly. It's just they just had a series of bad breaks, and it, it kind of goes back to what we said before, John, with like you know what teams need to get to the Super Bowl and 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 win. It's like it's a combination of the right chemistry of of guys, ta- you know, management of talent. And you need a little bit of luck go your way. You need a little bit of you need a couple calls to go your way, and a couple calls not not to go the you know the other team's way.
3: I agree with you that they missed the um, the call, the helmet, the helmet, but the ball was still fumbled out of bounds. So I mean, like that's seven fine. I mean, to Jesse's point, the Baker pick, the pick six there. I mean,
1: well, Kevin Stefanski said at the coach of the Browns, he said. He's not upset by the non-call because Rashard Higgins did the wrong play. He's not coached to do that. He actually, they coached the team specifically not to die for the pylon. He said, "When you have a first down, you run out of bounds at two-yard line. That's Browns football, and that's you know, and when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt,
3: yeah, run the football,
1: and, you know, and that's why.
3: Well, that's why to, to Jesse's point, like like okay." Baker, like, what did you see there? I mean, he threw, I mean, the guy played made a good play. By the way, did you notice that the guy, I forget his name, the guy who picked the ball for the pick six, he was also the guy at the Combine two years ago, three years ago, that was running that drill where they, they fire the balls at him and hit him right in the head, <laughs> like right in the face while he was running the drill. And he oh became boy. like an internet meme. And, like, he was the guy that, like, basically put the Bills into the, into the uh, AFC Championship game. I thought that was good redemption for him.
1: Yeah, surprised Lamar couldn't track him down. He, he didn't I think end- Lamar gave up. I, I'm some surprised he couldn't. Uh, I mean that game. I, I think that's the second game in a row. That's where I think. Again, any given Sunday, anything can happen. I, I'd be very happy to see the, the Bills go. But if Mahomes plays and he's not hindered in any way, make no mistake about it, the Bills could have probably should have lost both games, but they didn't. They won. The Colts, Frank Reich had probably one of the worst coaching games I've ever seen in a playoff game. I mean, Frank Reich made mistake after mistake, not taking points early on in the game, going forward on fourth and four. Like, he, he made multiple mistakes, cost him that game. But the Bills didn't, and they won. If Lamar doesn't make that interception, it's a 10-10 game, and it's obviously the what-if hypotheticals, it's a lot different. Mahomes doesn't get hurt. They win that game by three touchdowns. Make no mistake about it. Um, they were going in for the kill. I mean, they were up nineteen to three. They were going in for the kill shot. And if the Bills play like they did, I think Bill Mafia is going to realize that this could be a forty-one to seventeen game real quick with Mahomes. Like I, he's that good. The Browns have decent corners, and Mahomes made them look stupid because you can't cover Tyreek Hill one on one. So you double Ty Hill, but when you double Ty Hill. Now you can't double. Now you can't double Kelsey and McCole Hartman. Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when Andy tries to run the ball once every forty-four plays, <laughs> it, you know it, 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 they get like twelve yards. So I, I think the only thing that beats the Chiefs on Sunday is if Mahomes is, is hurt and can't, which would be unfortunate. But he plays. Boy oh boy, Bill Belter Bill, put on their track shoes, and I mean, and and Josh Allen's no joke. I mean, I'm not you know. Forty one probably a little, you know, a little being facetious, but make no mistakes about it. The, the Chiefs are the best team in football. And if they come dialed in. <laughs> and and he's going to the bowl. And it's gonna be Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, probably the best two quarterbacks of, of the year. And Aaron probably played better than him this year, and that's gonna be a great Super Bowl, in my in my opinion. I don't know. I, I I think I'm not counting Tom Brady out ever. You can't. You, ever you can't, but the only guy playing better than Tom Brady right now in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers. That's the only, that's the only guy playing better. And, but it's any given Sunday. They both have defenses that can play lights out, but then also can play, can play like shit. So it comes down to who makes the play because, you know, the quarterbacks aren't going to you know, make, the, make the mistakes probably. So, yeah, no, this is probably the best conference championship games that I can remember in both leagues in a long time. In a, in a long Isn't time. it
3: kind of uh, amazing how Tom Brady left, you know, the Patriots all those years, all those championships, and then he basically goes to like the most perfect spot for him, and it's like perfect. Well, he's it's, smart.
1: Like, yeah, I mean,
3: it's crazy. He,
1: if New England had you know stud receivers and a, and a stud running back, he would he would have taken less money to stay there. But I mean, he He knew Julian Edelman was his best receiver. He can't stay healthy. Brong didn't want to play there anymore for Belichick. He wanted the party more, and so I mean, this whole thing, Brady set this up probably for like twelve to eighteen months. This wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna quit. Two weeks later, I'm in Tampa. Like, I think Brady said Brady's smart, and this was a long. This was a long play for Brady. He because they said the they, they said the whole nineteen season the Patriots was like tense because Brady before the season basically was like, I, I want out if we don't do this, this, and this. And they didn't do what they wanted, basically. And I, I think he was smart. He, he analyzed that people were like, oh, San Fran bailed on him bullshit. He told them, no, I'm not going there. I don't like what you got. And I don't want to deal with Russell Wilson in that division. He looks at every and, – and, I mean, again, I'm whatever. I, I don't have anything other than tea leaves. But I think he saw what he had in Tampa, a coach who loves to throw the football, loves a quarterback to take control of the game, has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, probably the best two receivers in football hands down the, together and then you throw in antonio brown oj howard Cameron and gronk you know it, it's 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 really a no-brainer and they have a, and they had a defense that he knew was a top 15 defense and that's all you really need is a defense that can make some plays i mean look at them all year tampa was up and down but they got good players and they made big plays when they needed to and that's how you win so tom brady i saw the thing I said to Devin White, they're all-pro, well, soon to be all-pro linebacker. Devin White, I guess, missed the all-pro, all-pro, I mean, Pro Bowl by a few votes. I was bummed out about it. And he said, Tom saw him walking in the hallway and was like, "What's up, kid?" He's like, "Oh, I missed the Pro Bowl." He's like, "Come on, man, we don't give a shit about that bowl. We only care about one bowl in February." And like, he's like, ever since then, that was like three or four weeks ago. Guy's been playing like running through walls and shit. That like, Brady just kind of get, get has that pulse like to be like. We're not going to lose, dude. And that's what, like, I guess why I'm so depressed with the Eagles is we pay a guy to be that. And yet I haven't heard anything from him. And, and he refused to talk to the media and fans on the last game of the season because he was pounding because he played so bad and got benched. Didn't even have the respect to say, you know what, Philly, I'm sorry. I had a real shitty 2020. I got to play better. I'm going to play better. I'll see you next year. That's it. I don't done To not even give me that. I, I, I'm so...
3: Listen, for the one time in my life, I will defend Carson Wentz on that. And, and listen, I'd like to hear from him too, but if you look at it from a purely agent business perspective, I totally understand why he didn't do it.
1: I disagree. There's, there was a chance for him to be a human being, and he chose not to be, when
3: well we already know he's
1: not when he's been (laughs) called into question with leadership when he's been called you know it it, it isn't like these reports have just come out now if you really do the digging because i remember seeing him sporadically not all the time about how he's uncoachable about how he wanted more audible plays even as a rookie and his play warranted it i mean he played well like he kind of you know they gave him whatever but these things aren't new so the point is is you know, he's gotten every opportunity. They have drafted receivers in round one. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the offensive line to block for him. You know, all this, they, everything they've done for him. They, they, they he traded, they let the greatest quarterback in Eagles history walk out the door for nothing.
3: It, it, it wouldn't have mattered though, Bill. Even, even if he would have gotten up there and said, I'm sorry, blah, 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 I'm the worst person in the world. 99% of the people, the fan base would have still killed
1: him. No. And well and, and, they, and, I,
3: and I'm not I'm not saying that it wouldn't be me. I'm just I'm just saying that there is a large proponent of fans that don't want him back here. They don't they, they have Carson Wentz fatigue.
1: No, and and, and I think Certainly I'm probably, probably one of not probably I am one of them. I, I just can't take it anymore that I gotta watch a guy get fifty nine million dollars this year. The last four weeks of the season, got $16 million to hold a clipboard. That's fine. It wasn't his call not to play. I'm sure he wanted to play. He's a gamer. I don't question that. But a guy that signed the contract, it's not his fault that he got that much money. And again, get your, get your, you know, get your chicken. Do you. I ain't hating on it. You got it. But the reality is, is you got everything you want. You, run the, you got the show. You got the keys to the castle. You're our guy. It ended shitty for you. For you not to get in front of that microphone when it's a customary for players to do it. It's not like it was, hey, go out of your way to do it. It's year an interview, dude. It's protocol. It's, it's what the job does. So you clean out your locker and they ask you a few questions. That, that's how it goes. And for him this to peace out after all the bullshit, all the shit, whatever. Again, didn't have to be long. didn't have to be much. Other that, hey, you know, just put this year behind us. We'll worry about next year. Any something. Talk to the people. Do something. Be a human being. Chose not to, and that's why I guess I'm just so annoyed with the coaching search, annoyed with everything, because I got a quarterback that I can't root for coming back next year. And Speaking
0: of another quarterback,
1: do <clears throat> you think we we saw um, Drew Brees done, his last he game? Can't, he can't throw the yeah, ball. He
0: can't throw the ball. He,
1: he can't throw the ball. he can't throw. If you watch him after every single throw, he hooks his shoulder constantly because it's going to. He's
0: been doing that. He's been doing that for the past like three seasons.
1: Like, far, like he'll never be able to play golf. He used to be a scratch golfer. Like how's he going to do anything? Like bowl. Like his fucking arm has got to be so full of tendonitis, where it's just like, you know, I don't Still, know.
2: Not just not just that. That that team has four draft picks next year, and they're ninety five million dollars over the cap.
1: They won all in the last three years. They did what you know. They did what. You know, some GMs choose to do. They sell out the future.
0: I hope New Orleans get used to get used to watching Jameis Winston throw
1: interceptions. No, I well, you know, he 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 do a touchdown on on Sunday. Like, do
2: you see them? Do you see them trading Michael Thomas
0: for picks?
1: He he just had surgery today. He's going to be out for four months. But I I think it's on the table. I I think he burned his bridge. I think
0: he wants out of there.
1: Yeah, he, he he went too far. I'd bring him to Philly if we had the money, but we can't, and, and we don't need to deal with that bullshit right now. This team is so. Wait, hey, why? Well, I,
3: I guess I, I misunderstood. You're saying Michael Thomas should be traded? He
1: I must, said, be, I mean, dude, he, I think he, I think he wants out. They, they they I mean they deactivated him multiple times this year. He got in a fist fight with a teammate. He got benched. He got he got deactivated in multiple games. After, after they paid him fifty million dollars guaranteed, it's it's literally it's the Z curse. It's the curse. It's why these teams don't want to pay running backs and receivers because once they get paid, they just start being them, themselves, quote-unquote. And, you know, he had, he had beef with Drew Brees because the whole kneeling thing, when that started, said he didn't want him as his quarterback, all that shit. Then he deleted it after Peyton reached out, and it just was a fucking horrible year. And Sean Payton is, is old school, like Bill Parcells. He don't put up with that bullshit. He don't yeah. not – like, you may not bigger than the team. And I think he – I think Jesse's right. I, I – I'd actually be more shocked if he's a saint next year than he's not.
2: Yeah. I mean, John, they're, they're 94, 94 or 95 million dollars over the cap. They only have four draft picks. Like by the time you get good again, his, his, the best years of his career are going to be over.
1: Malcolm, oh, you. tired? back. Is Jenkins done? I mean, what's up with Jenkins?
3: No, he signed like a two or three year deal, I thought.
1: Did he? Yeah. He looks so, okay, but he's, he's definitely he, – he, he, he can still play the run really well, but he, it's tough for him to cover anybody. He was getting burnt by Brate all game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean,
2: like Michael Thomas is still one of the top three, top four wide receivers in the I league. Say, but
1: like, easily, but
2: – If you ain't got a quarterback and you're that far over the cap and you don't have any draft picks, you could easily get like a first and a second for him and, and something.
1: Yeah, no, I and and I think the Browns are going to trade OBJ. I think he's going to get traded. I don't think they want to deal with his bullshit anymore. I think they can get something good for him too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they need a few more pieces on defense, but they uh,
3: need a quarterback. I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's a
3: the, bunch of teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, a long, it's like a CVS or Rite Aid receipt list. But the John, the
2: difference is like when you're a team like the Browns, where like the Browns are pretty good. Like you look at big chunks of their roster, and you're like. Damn, you make a, a move here or there, they could be a Super Bowl
3: team. And uh, look, like, I'm not sold on the Browns, but
2: you
1: know. Well, the Tony Romo said it. He said the well, Tony – I mean, again, whatever, it's just an opinion. He said they he he thought they had the best O line in football and the best running back in games in football. Which I hard to argue with Chubb and Hunt as a one-two behind the best O line. I mean, that's a good start. Yeah, and then,
3: they got a good. To your point, always they got a good running game. Running game, running game helps, but you know. To Jesse's point, you need a good, you need a good uh, quarterback. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield.
0: I thought I don't about this I, over I, the, the weekend. The next five years, think about the turnover at quarterback. I mean, yeah. like Breeze is done. I mean Brady, what he's done
1: last year, year, he's done. Well, he only had a two-year deal. I think, I think after last year, he's done. Next year, I think personally, Brady he to go to his forty-five, which is two yeah. more years, but.
0: So you got Breeze Brady gone, Phillip Rivers, he's gonna hang it up.
1: I think he should mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, he's- he big should ben.
0: stop. Big big Ben. He's gonna ben Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like, and then And then Rogers is gonna probably Rogers, leave Rogers, or- I'm I'm thinking like, but I'm I'm saying five in five years, you think Rogers is still I mean, he might be in the league, but he's not going to be – he's going to be a shadow of what he wants to No, I think Aaron's got three more years. I, I think he's out of the league in three or four years. I think so he's got Yeah, so in five years – I think Aaron's All so the, the quarterback landscape is going to be – And at that point, you're going to start wondering about Russell Wilson.
1: Well, he went to, he went to play – Guys school, like that. Like he I mean, and he, and he's never missed a game in, in, in knock on wood in nine years. And he's he's yeah. made the playoffs eight out of nine years as a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and because I mean, because he he's like a Brady, he gets it. He trains twelve months a year. Like he goes on vacation with his personal trainers. Oh, and Matt
0: Ryan, he's done. He's cooked.
1: Yeah, he he'll be gone in two or three years. Yeah. Stafford.
0: Stafford. So, so in five, in <laughs> yeah, Stafford. So in five years, you're gonna have like a completely different.
1: No, in five years, it's it's Mahomes, Josh Allen. If Lamar makes the step, it's supposed to be Carson Wentz. He's going backwards. Deshaun Watson's in that group, kind of. You know, those are the kind of guys Dak is in that category for sure. Does Kyler jump into that or not? He's kind of up and down. Jared Goff's going backwards. You know, I mean, there's guys like that, you know, and then, I mean, the NFC East doesn't really have anybody. And then the young guns like Joe Burrow, does he become the man? You know, Trevor Lawrence, is he going to become the man right away? You know, so there's, there's two I
3: mean, you could even, you could even go deeper and go like, is Kirk Cousins as good as Kirk Cousins supposed to be? Like, he, he might be gone. He's getting paid a shit ton
1: of money. Yeah, he, he's dog shit. I mean, he's, he, he, he's only good when the, when the going's good. When you need a third and 11, forget it. Just put it in the books. So, yeah, no, if I was a Vikings fan, I'd be fucking demoralized if he's my quarterback. But
3: I, I mean, we, Raiders. I mean, like, you can literally go down the list and go
1: 49ers. Well, that's yeah. one of the reasons why they – because some people tried to push for expansion teams a few years ago and like there was an article I read on one of the things and it was like the NFL will never have more than thirty two teams because there's only like in any given year like twelve to fourteen really good quarterbacks. Like half hey, the league is shit quarterbacks every year.
0: Yeah, it's gonna and water it would water down the 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 quality of the
1: it really the would. Sport. I mean when it comes down to it, if you think about it, there's really Probably seven or eight quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl. Again, anything can happen. Nick Foles did it, but normal season, normal parameters. There's less than you can count on both fingers how many guys can really win it year in and year out.
3: Yeah, but but you know what, Bill? Like you, you say like all Nick Foles, but like look at look at what happened uh, this weekend with Chad Henney. Like I I know I joked around about it on the text message board, but like it's important to have that guy. You need you need a capable guy for things like happen just like that. When you're, when your five hundred million dollar quarterback goes down, you need insurance policy. You need a guy to be able to throw on fourth and inches. <laughs> Although you might want to run on fourth and inches. But now I mean now if, I mean, if, if your coach is gonna take that if your coach is gonna take that big, big leap and and he needs to have confidence in you. And and you know what? Hats off to Chad Henney, man. How, how he, did, stepped
1: up. He, he, he did. And, and that's what it takes. And you're right. And I mean, he, he he's on a league minimum. He's there, Josh McCallum from this it, year. It,
3: it didn't work out great for Lamar, but you know, th- that's a perfect example. Like Lamar was hurt and they had their fourth string guy in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like now, you had RG three, you had, you know, it, it's amazing. I'm, I wonder if Joe Flacco was still there as, as the backup If that would have, would have helped.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he's uh. Now he yeah no I guess uh, I mean
3: it was RG three Trace McSorley got hurt and then they they brought in uh, that Tyler I do from Huntley or whatever what yeah his name? he threw the ball well but I mean again like
1: now, well, he ran he ran, ran well, too. He had a good arm and like he he just missed that one throw to Hollywood Brown I mean he yeah. just overthrew him and that would have been seventeen to ten ball yep. game on and that's kind of what I was going back to with with the Bills not to not you know not the flip flop. I think the Bills have won two games at home against two teams that played below their capabilities, and that's the only way they're going to beat the Chiefs, honestly, is if the Chiefs play bad, and they can. I mean, the Chiefs haven't played lights out, but I just really, really find it hard to believe so beat might be Patrick Mahomes if he's healthy. I mean, I mean, he's a fucking video game. Like, yeah. he, and Josh Allen's on a different level, too. It's but, going to
3: be yeah. interesting to see with Patrick Mahomes, though, in five years. Like, if he's getting beat up too much, does he end up becoming the pocket passer?
1: You know, I think he will. I, I think he will a little bit. Lose I, his I,
3: legs, you know, lose that speed.
1: I think he's still young and has that like moxie in him to be like, fuck it. I need two yards. I can see it. I mean, because he's smart. He gets it. Yeah, he could probably dance around and throw for 25 yards maybe, but it's third and two. Get the first down. Be smart. Like, yeah. that's what would drive me insane with Carson last year and this year on like third and fours or third and fives. He'd scramble out and could clearly run for a first down, but then tries to chuck it 40 yards down the field to like a double team somebody. And it's like, but you're right back to Mahomes, uh, my little Carson rant. I think he will, as he gets older, I think shit like this. He hasn't really been, I mean, he obviously broke his knee last year, but that was just in the pocket freak accident. I think getting hit like this on scrambles and shit going to make Andy for sure and definitely Patrick be like all right maybe I slide a little faster or throw this fucking thing away because yeah. they saw what happened like that was third quarter it wasn't like it was fourth quarter to win the game like I think Andy's going to go back and be like why did I call that fucking play like sure. that was stupid but again obviously Honte's 2020 because he gets the first down there it's a touchdown. touch and he's a genius I don't think know?
0: Andy Reid's ever questioned why he's ever called a play
1: no, nah, I, I I think he did that first down play with Henny threw the interception. He he got basted for that. He said he probably should have threw, she, she should have like chunked it down a little more. He's like, but he was feeling it. Thought I was coming in hot. But and,
3: uh, and how about like Lamar? Like, do you think like Lamar is gonna? You said take that next step. I mean, he's got the wheels, but like if they step back and make him throw the ball, like he is just he's, he's just not they, good.
1: Say he's it. They, they always like college coaches, like good college coaches, talk about it when you. Like I used to like, like on this one thing in Notre Dame used to do, like if Notre Dame football, great watch always. <laughs> they talk about it, um, like with quarterback coach, I forget his name. And he made sense. He's like, when a quarterback's in the pocket, like they have a second or two to react to the defense, where to go the ball. And no matter what you try to teach somebody, they're always going to go to their first instinct. So that's why a guy like Lamar, I think is in a tough spot. When you watch him, if he gets any kind of pressure, he's like, He's looking to get out of the pocket. Yeah, and, he's, um, yeah like you see him go like doing that. Like, he's not like. He's, pan- he's in
0: panic mode.
1: Like you watch Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like, I mean, probably not Tom Brady. You watch like a, like a Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, guys that are mobile, just Patrick Mahomes, just to kind of get out, just to see the feel better. Lamar doesn't know what to fucking do. And I yeah. mean, they're trying to blame him on not having a number one receiver. I don't know. I, I saw him miss a lot of open receivers in both those games he played. I don't think it was a matter of receivers getting open or not. And I think the reality is, Jesse said on it a few times, I mean, that's why he was ended a first-round pick is a lot of guys knew he was a a crazy athlete, Mike Vick, capable, but not even sniffing Mike Vick's passing abilities. And that's tough to just kind of, like, teach to an NFL guy who's playing against other NFL defenses. So that's, I think, and the big issue is, is what do you do? Because they were talking about before the Bills game, they're going to offer him the Carson deal because they want to sign him early because next year is his fourth year on his deal and they don't want to have him go to open market. But now what do you do if you're a, a Ravens fan in mm-hmm. three years, he's been your quarterback gone 14 and two, two years lost the first playoff game this year when 11 and five barely beat Tennessee on a fucking turd of a game and then gets embarrassed in the, against the bills, against a weak bills defense. Like how, how, how happy are you? Cause I mean, they, they said he's going to get the 35 40 million a year like everybody's getting so what do you do if you're baltimore like now he's your guy
3: you see how they cut this week
1: Baltimore. Yeah. mark ingram
3: mark ingram
1: that's john well see that john i agree like if we were a playoff team he'd be the perfect guy to have on this team i know. Would be the
0: perfect it, guy.: it's he so funny that, said that piece he would be that piece you know it's so funny you said that
3: like if if we were playing like it's he it doesn't make sense now to have him you know no. what i mean
1: like now like, we need like young thumpers who can maybe be somebody.
3: Yeah, we need a uh, we need like a, a two a two or three year plan for for some like rookie or
0: undrafted guy yeah, that's like
1: a guy that we like a, a lot some reps. Yeah, kind guy. Yeah. I have or him, maybe
0: like, hit on some draft.
1: That's where yeah, I'll give Howie. a running
0: back. I mean, that's just a thought. Right. That's that's just a thought. Bill, you, on know, some draft you, picks. you know it's
2: great when you talk about running backs when you think about that 2017 class and we managed to draft the only stiff in the entire class.
1: That's so fucked up. There's like what seven or eight legit NFL backs in that class. And we take Pumphrey, the guy that like, even on draft night, they're like, I remember guys being like, he's got a lot to prove. Like he's just I don't know. I watched him at Fresno State or San Diego State, right? No, it was Fresno State. And uh he's just so small. Like he had a lot of yards, but he played a lot of like shit schools, like New Mexico Technical Institute. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you know, like
2: <laughs> and it's... You, you look at Lamar, and, like, Lamar dominated in college, but, like, that it's like conference...
1: Bobby Pacino. Bobby Pacino is, like, a Ryan Day, Urban Meyer offense. Everybody puts up numbers.
2: Well, and, 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 and like, running. that conference doesn't play defense. Doesn't play a lick of defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, he played against inferior athletes because it was Conference USA at Louisville. And that's, he. I mean, that's a like Carson playing against... 2A, Division 2A, you know, uh, athletes as well. Like, Lamar didn't play against – well, he played against Florida State, the one game, I think. But he didn't play week in and week out against studs, like the, like and, the blue chippers. That's
2: why I've always – I've always – you know, John will call me a uh, Bama homer, but, like, that's why I've sure, always roll
1: advocated. Roll, roll Tide.
2: that Crimson. Champs. But, like, draft s c c players. Draft big, big 10 players, draft guys that play at big time programs, that know how that to be play catching,
0: against that play against other big time schools.
2: And they know how to be coached up. Like, you know, the, the, the knock on some of the Alabama guys is they might not get better, but you look at some of the guys that they produce and they're putting up numbers. Like some of the, you know, you can, da- you can draft a, a Bama linebacker or a Bama defensive end or a Bama wide receiver and and they'll put up pretty good numbers they're they they have a pretty good track record at running back but like that's a school that plays like Matt said legit programs week in and week out and you yeah. know maybe we start looking at stuff like that instead of boy D- this, D- this guy could be the next uh the next whatever in a Pac-12 program that is you know a fucking podunk program and it's just and we wonder why we we struggle when we don't draft good
0: what I mean, if Tom it, Brady wins it, 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 the Super Bowl? That's not happening. Oh, my God. But what if he does? I'll, I'll get he, a tattoo from him on my arm. You.
1: He huh? would pick out his dick and have, like, like a picture of Bill Belichick on it. Um, and, like, when they do, like, Welcome to Disneyland. they go like, oh, Hold on a second, Michelle Tafoya. Hold on a second. To like, just
0: think about it. He's still in the hunt, man. He's still oh, in the he, hunt. Oh, you
1: know, probably, uh, if, if, if he was the true, like, C- crazy man i'd be texting coach i like hey coach great season maybe next year you guys too many games pussy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't want to check if i was brady fuck that so, bit. John,
3: what was your point so you go back to the wide receivers in that draft and i understand what you're saying there's like there was like six guys that are, are really good running backs but i think you look at those players at the time and what we needed we wouldn't have been able to pay Dalvin Cook. We wouldn't have been able to pay uh, Joe Mixon. We wouldn't have been able to pay Alvin Kamara the kind of money that they were going to kind of need. I mean, I don't want to defend the pick of Donald Pumphrey. But I mean, when we look at need and what we did in that period of time, we had Darren Sproles. They got Corey Clement undrafted. And how he ended up making two moves that year to fill a hole in the running back position, so although we didn't draft those guys, we the need was filled. So short just term, What's Short that? term it was filled. I mean, it helped oh, us. Yeah, showed, I mean, though. short term, exactly. But that's what I mean. Like we, we sometimes we look at drafting as we need a wide receiver, and it's oh, it's not always the case that we need a rookie wide receiver that will still be here in five or six years, but we need a guy that, you know, we really need a corner more, or we really need depth at line. I
1: know I, I, I what you're saying, Johnny, and you're 100% right. I think that's what you're saying is, is what we'd hope we'd have with the team continuously is a balanced roster to where, yeah, we have a Miles Sanders, but just, again, not saying he played well to it but you balance Miles Sanders with a Jordan Howard who you brought in to be that kind of combo. And Hey, we got a Rager, but now we keep Alshon as our veteran guy to help as a production receiver. So I, I agree. I think that was the Eagles slash Howie's goal is to continuously have youthful guys, be a big part of your offense, but also have veterans who can make plays that know how to make plays. But uh, I, but th- but the problem, kidding aside, is the young players really didn't show much consistently at all. And the veterans just couldn't stay healthy. And when they were on the field, just we had shitty quarterback play for if it were for a receiver. You know, linemen played okay. They kind of more or less couldn't stay healthy. That's tough to shit on a lineman when they when you know when the line's about go co, co you know, you know, togetherness and they don't practice together. But it's it that's what's just disappointing is We have a few guys to like feel confident, like, you know, and that's
3: why I think the next two, two years, you know, are are big, big drafting years. There, it's a no, no bones about it to, 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 to put on the Jesse glasses. And I, and I joke about that, but I'm serious. Like, Jesse's right. You got to hit the next two years because you're going to start, you're you're going to cut the fat and you're going to start from the ground up and you're going to have to cultivate guys. And you're, you might have to go out and get a, Older, not I don't want to say older wide receiver, but a a unproven wide receiver, and hope to coach him up to become a a bad example in Alshon Jeffrey or, uh, or something. You,
1: you you need bargain basement guys that yes. have the ability to be top shelf, and, yep. and and that's what you got to hit on, and maybe he will. But, but they can't is, be the,
3: the Doriel Green Beckham's of the world. They have exactly. to
1: be you that know that guys you know guys like Lacron Treadwell who gets cut, but he popped up and he played. He had he had a good couple of games. So you're right. I totally agree with Dan where my Jesse's point for the last few months is, is we've seen them fire the head coach recently because they feel that needed to change for the future, as Jeffrey put it, because whatever reports one you know, there's been a thousand reports. It's tough to believe anything, but the one semi constant is there's a rip between Doug and Carson and Carson didn't come out to try to squash it. Doug's gone. So don't mean as much make, make sense for him to say anything now. So, we're left with we don't know, but we can speculate. Now, this is our problem with the team, John, is they decided, okay, coaching's been an issue. We're going to address that. Talent level on this team is an issue. We're going to address that. But they decided, at least publicly, to say, how are we going to address the talent issue when we've had the same structure in place after the last three years drafted very poorly? You can say whatever you want. That's a fact. So what are they going to do differently now? To me, to to sell me on okay, Howie and Dom and and whoever's in charge of it because they've all been in charge. Well, that's a years. What are they going to do differently these next two? Is my thing. It's like
3: that's a fair question, but again, the 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 what always happens is is we always blame Howie for it. And what I keep trying to tell you guys is it is a and there has been reports that come out that say that like Doug wanted this person and Howie wanted this person and. Jeffrey Laurie wanted this person it's like we we can sit here and single out howie and, and that's fine but at some point i we have to kind of collectively agree that everyone's everyone has a piece in it
1: and, so, and you're right but i'm saying it's so really i think, changing in that process uh, you know cuz Jeffrey came out and basically said we're a gm factory and we're good on the inside it's the players just don't play like they're supposed to and it's like well If you're blaming the players for not being good enough, you picked them. And then to go back to what you just said, though, though, about why we go to Howie first, because of one reason, John, when the pick comes in, Howie calls it into the league office. He's the fucking guy where it stops. At any point, it's on him. Now, I know there's a thousand voices going, pick him, pick him, pick him, pick him. He's the one picking up the phone calling in the league office saying if, with our 17th pick. But, Phil, if,
3: if I, Jeffrey Lurie really wanted J.J. Ortega Whiteside, is it Howie Roseman's fault?
1: It, it, it is if Jeffrey's not coming out and saying, I told Howie to do that. That Jeffrey needs to be honest say, so, you know what? I came out and told Howie to do this.
3: Oh, he's it's never going to say it. that. But, I mean, again, like if, if, if Doug Peterson thought that Jalen Rager would have been a better fit in this offense, if that if – that, did come out or whatever, because I know there was a, a, an article about yeah, that. Like, it, if like that, that was true, yeah. then that's not on Howie Roseman. That's actually why, on Doug.
1: But why wasn't that coming out in week four when Doug was here saying, hey, Baker kind of sucks. That was Doug's kind of guy. You know, it, it's convenient until after Doug's gone. Oh, well. And that's what I think, you know, because I just, and, and I'm, I know you
3: think, Doug, you think Howie's sitting at his desk calling Elliot Shore Parks to leak stories.
1: Now, no, I don't <laughs> think it's dog, but I mean how specifically. But if you don't think he doesn't have, I mean they talked about it. How they had Jeffrey had an intern typing up every Philly radio show, what was said, so he can read it. So when they say they don't care what the fans say and the media says, it's bullshit. They care. I mean, you know how much is, is the level you could argue. They, but they care. You know they, they care about the brand and the image. But I think the, rea- the not I think the reality is is. You are your record is when you're when you're a four and 11 team, when yeah. we had no injuries, and someone
3: and someone had to pay, and the, the person who paid was the coach,
1: unfortunately. Exactly. No, I mean, and and so that's what we're sold on. Okay, we're gonna be better now because it was the coach. Okay,
3: well, well, and I'm kind of I'm kind of coming around to the fact that if you look, if you look in the if you if you look at the other decision that could have been made, which was keep him, keep Doug, and try to keep fixing this, it was probably better off to sort of just rip the Band-Aid off because we're going to be bad for the next two years. You might as well start fresh with something else.
1: Well, here, like, here's what the Eagles put out, Jesse, and I'll let you go, and it'll be quick. Here's what the Eagles said they're looking for in a coach. Somebody with a proven track record of winning has called plays can coach quarterbacks and lead a locker room. Oh, wait, not familiar. That was Doug fucking Peterson. So we just fired the guy that had every checkbox that they want. So please tell me how a new guy is going to come in. And I don't know. And I guess that's where I'm not over this. is Maybe he doesn't.
3: Maybe he doesn't get along with the uh, $130 million franchise quarterback. I don't know. Apparently,
1: and, 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 if, and, and you know why? Because I've listened to, to Philly Media. I know I'm taking two points. A lot the last two weeks because I'm just so curious on what's going to drop. With like if Carson's going to Whatever. And the fact that they've all turned on Doug, and now have pretty much defended Carson about how you know he does, he has shown the eliteness and this that, and the other. It just shows me how spineless they all are, and why I cut them out of my life a long time ago. It's because I listened to them earlier in the season, shit on Carson. And now that Doug's out. Who,
3: who's, who's, who's killing Doug? Because tomorrow is.
1: Oh, my God. You can me? the cuz. Are, are you, are you, uh, well, you? I was going to say
3: tomorrow on WIP is, is deemed Doug Day. I already, I, I retweeted them. Um, I know.
1: I, I know. Doug, I, I the pretty much. All day is Doug. Everybody, everybody Missinelli, um, pretty much. The I'll fans, be here, Doug. Missinelli and, and the cuz just literally have called Doug a moron about 55. And all they keep saying is the same thing. Yeah, I know 17 was a big year. That's a big fucking year he had in seventeen. I don't care listen, who was your man,
0: Listen, man, they're being told. Their producers saying, "Hey, in order to keep you know that knob from not being turned over to the other guy, it's uh, you know well, we need to stay yeah, this. Let's not we need let's, to play up this angle.
3: Let's not let's not be you know blind to the fact that WIP is the f- phone of the Eagles, so." No, they're no, going no, to be trying. a little biased, and and they, and even ninety seven five guys say that like they yeah, there's a reason why they don't get certain things from the Eagles is because they're not the official home.
1: Oh, they don't get yeah. anything. They talk about it all the time how they 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 deny requests for like for any even like basic things because yeah. like, I there's a new guy in the morning, John Kincaid. He came from hey, Atlanta, yeah. from Philly, and I actually kind of you know I'm i giving him a chance a little bit. He he he's not he's annoying. Not yet. but he talks about it how it's crazy that. They, like, send in some requests to the marketing department for, like, his comments about basic things. He's like, that I would send in to the Falcons all the time, and they would get back to me, no issue. He's like, here, they tell me to go pound sand. Huh. And they're like, well, because we're not part of IWI. And that's what's just silly to me is I get it. You have affiliations, but it's like, come on. This is an Eagles town. It we're, all on, we're all on the same team. Yeah, like, we're, we bleed green. Like, I, I can't handle ninety four 1 in the morning. I'm sorry. I think Angelo is a fucking pompous ass. Rhea is the most annoying person in the world. Oh boy. I don't mind Al. I you know, I love Jonesy, he's great. But it's yeah, I I can't I can't listen to them a couple of weeks ago and I literally just wanted to punch my radio because they're just so sticky and just obnoxious with and and I've seen Angelo, I said hi to him a few times at Virtua because his granddaughter goes to Virtua wellness. He's actually a very tall, taller than me. I was very shocked by that. But <laughs> like I, I listen to them, and I get it. You're right, Matt. They do what their preseason tells them because they're, they're shock jobs yeah. in the morning. Oh, shock job. Because it's
0: like – They're all I like that. They're just all like Carson. that.
1: Carson. And I guess now that it's like coming out of the you – know, now it's like, well, you know, was Doug really next is another kind of guy? I don't know. Did he put up 41 against Belichick? Arguably the best defensive coach in football history. Listen, and, it, you know, if people the want thing. to leave the front right.
0: My nuts. Listen, it, like Doug's gone – We don't have a new coach to talk about. Carson Wentz hasn't come out and said anything. And that's why, to John's point, he's smart because why say anything now? I mean, you're going to get your head, you're going to get your head, shoot. It'll be a PR nightmare for him. And it shows his cards. Yeah.
3: If he really really wants to leave, like
0: now, so now these shows are like, shit. I mean, the well's drying up on. On what's going to get ratings? So what yeah. if
1: it really is like that? One article said that they asked Zach Gertz to reach out as a favor for Howie, and like, what if they're like trying to cater to Carson? Like that's why they fired Doug because Carson's like I'm out, and they're like, look, Doug. I mean, look, Carson. We'll fire Doug, and look, Carson. We'll hire who you like. What, what? Like, like that would even make me more nuts. But what if they really are like bending over backwards to like avoid Carson saying trade me? Like, wow. what if that's a scenario that like we all assume Carson's like going to be here and he wants what if they're like trying to do all these things because they're trying to keep carson here because he might you know him being like i want out because i don't know john personally if he truly wanted to be here you could say whatever you want about a pr nightmare bullshit this is they play football they're they're not leading the free world all right he throws a he throws a pigskin to other players he just he got paid 30 some million dollars a year to be a philadelphia fucking eagle he lives in south jersey he made it known that he didn't want to be traded earlier in the year, that he's committed to his foundation and everything here. He can't give the fans, even a prepared statement on Twitter, something. I don't want him here, and he don't want to be here in my eyes. You know how you know when your podcast is,
0: is, is, has an episode run too long? We start talking about conspiracy theories.
1: <laughs> right? I
0: am. Sorry. So how do you want to wrap this up? You I want to hear rap-
3: Jesse's point. Jesse had a point.
0: Oh yeah, Jesse has a point. Well,
3: I, I mean,
2: it's just I just don't. The thing that I don't get is, you know, we we know the next two years are going to are, are going to be terrible, and you know we're we've got to start over and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And two years ago, Jeffrey Laurie was like, you know, we're going to hold the personnel department, even Howie Roseman, accountable. And then this year, it's like he pats Howie on the head, and he's like, I love you. You're my little buddy. You know, he tussles his hair, and then he fires Doug, and then, and, you know, that's it. And it's like, fire everybody. If you didn't bring everybody back, you fire everybody because Jesse this is, not
0: the,
1: how this is why him. I would want Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, it's not how he's <laughs> fought the player he wanted drafted before him. What can he do? He wanted C.D. Lamb. Uh-oh, there goes the whole draft for the whole year.
2: And, i mean it, it's just it 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 sucks because
1: mighty Jeffrey, you the, marvel-
2: the 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 roster's going to be so bad for two years. I'd rather try to get a new g m to get somebody in and de- let them take their lumps in bad rebuild years, not give a guy who you're starting to have questions about do it that that's true well i mean i've I've been there, but whatever
0: it's fair hey man one more thing I want to I want to bring up what's that before we wrap this episode up it's episode
1: 69 I 68.8 <laughs> just oh. a
0: little FYI oh boy and we I'm just saying we said what would we do when we get to episode 69 we'd make it a special episode but I think it's going to be episode 69 for a little while
2: We'll have to do an emergency saying. podcast if they ever hire a, a new coach.
1: Oh, uh, no. When, when, when they get the interview, 27.
3: I, I, I'd like to do that, but Bill would be too busy fighting at the Ford dealership.
1: That's right. <laughs> and, on, and, and, lug- on hold, and on hold with the electric company.
3: Well, oh, sorry. sorry, guys. I can't talk. I'm arguing about lug, lug nuts right and now.
1: Lug nuts. Nuts to showroom floors hitting Ford Bronco sports.
3: Listen, I need. Listen, guys, I need this truck back on the road immediately. I have a very, very successful podcast that I need to get back to.
1: I have dozens of listeners that are waiting. Dozens in the dozens, South Jersey. Oh, that's of
3: why them. you carry around the stickers. Those are like coupons.
1: Hey, man. You know what, you what I saw, saw today?
0: Because
3: you put them on a notepad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! The Broncos sport the new one is small as shit. I thought that was gonna be way bigger. It's like tiny. I saw it today.
2: But the real Bronco is
3: so rad.
1: I, the, 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 the real Bronco was, 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 like, way across the lot. I was like, I'm not walking that far. Well, well, yeah. i
3: got, I got so much time to cold. hear and argue too about cold.
1: my road. like cross the street for the other one, like, the other lot, like, the highway. Like They have, like, two lots where they kept shit. I was like, I'm not walking across the highway. But, cold
0: but was, and, my, and my bunghole just got violated. <laughs> I can't walk right.
1: I couldn't. I'm still, I'm still spinning. I'm, I, I want to, like, go to the AC Electric Building in, like, Harbor Township and, like, shit on the doorstep.
0: Really. Oh my god! Shout out to AC Electric. Shout out. Kiss, kiss my, my ass. Kiss shout him. out the Flemington Ford. Kiss Take my. Ass. Ass. <laughs> Taking care of my boy, Wild Bill. We, <laughs>
1: still so, can't sit down. Bill,
3: still did still you go? You like go on Yelp and just like give them a shitty review.
1: I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I, I like the one kid's like, we'll send an email. We could. I'm like, What's that gonna do? Fucking well, email.
0: Bill. Bill. We a brick through right the
1: windshield. The, the Bill, air out your court. frustrations
0: now. You have thousands upon thousands of listeners that will hear it.
1: Listen, I'm so emotionally drained
0: put right on now. Blast! It was I, a rough one. It was a rough one for Bill. So what if
3: what if the guy that came out to talk to you was Howie Roseman?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have put you. Hey,
1: I'm going to put you. i put you in hey, this to Bronco today. Talking about this, is funny you bring that up because I was talking about it. I was like, you somehow we got brought up about having being in fist fights. I was like, I haven't got a punch in the face in a long time, and I'm okay never getting hit in the face again. And I was like, the one thing I never did in a fight that I always wanted to do was like get somebody like face to face and like, gonna throw down and just fucking headbutt them, just crack him yeah. <laughs> I'm so afraid to like, to like break my skull open. <laughs> I'm about to get him in the forehead, <laughs> kind of, like, knock myself out. But if that oh. was how it was today, I would have tried it first time ever. I would be like, all right, this is happening, Howie. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen to me either. But I'm going to headbutt you, you fucking run.
0: He was going to give you a dynamite deal on that Bronco. He
1: <laughs> would have. Although, like I said, it was, it, was, it was surprisingly small. Like, I thought they, they, they looked way bigger on TV.
0: No, he would have.
3: No, here we go. He would have given you a used, broken-down car. And, and told said, you said it had you tremendous
1: it. upside. It was a great car in 17 when it first hit the market. But now oh it's uh,
0: great. good motor. Good motor. Classic.
1: Classic, Classic Howie. Oh, god. my god. God, Philly sports fan. Jesus Christ. It's supposed to be a goddamn hobby. It's supposed to be a hobby being a Philly <laughs> sports fan. Fucking dodging 24-7.
0: <laughs> bill has got high blood pressure. We all have high blood pressure because of this, these damn teams. Yeah, we but know. we love them. But, hey, look, there's still there's there's still hope for the Sixers. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. The Flyers are looking good. The Phillies seem to be... Trending in the right direction right now.
1: doesn't matter. We're gonna lose every game. We're up eight to three in the seventh inning. I'm gonna just and fucking
0: let's just, just remind let's just remind ourselves when we when we hired Doug Peterson, nobody liked it. And then look what happened. So let's just, you know. I mean, let's just all let's just, just all hit the let's let's just all hit the pillow tonight in that mindset. So for wild bill the wildest bill that we've seen in a long time tonight big john studs i'm matt episode 69 jesse hit covered